Today in the Gamers for Life podcast, we're going to be talking about God of War Ragnarok and its great reviews that it's been getting a few days before its release. Talking about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and its record milestone sales of over 800 million. Hideo Kojima still getting pressed by the internet and the world and how he claims to want to be independent to the day he dies and more coming up here at the Gamers for Life podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast. We're each and every Friday, Saturday, Saturday discussing all things games. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my co-host, Arthur Thomas. Hello, sir. Happy November. No, not November, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm just uh, winter is coming November. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> bought, a, bought a few snow That's stuff. The, the, only, the only thing coming here is winter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sadly. <laughs> oh, uh, when 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 T, when TJ is no longer a two-hour drive away. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you wanna the best city on earth? Yes, uh, yes, yes. But yeah, no, I guess I'm doing good. But uh, buy a few of my snow stuff. I got my gloves and buy a few. Bought a few more long long sleeve shirts to wear around the house to sleep in. Or just you know, you gotta take out the trash. And you're like, oh, it's getting a little chilly. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, um. Before we dive deep into the news, of course, if you are first time uh, listening to this, hello, be sure to subscribe on wherever you normally listen to your podcast. Uh, also, check out the link, uh, linktree.com forward slash gamers for life, the number four life. That is where you will find the link to not only our YouTube channel, also our Twitch channel that Arthur manages. He does some streams every now and again on the games that he's into uh, and much more and other future Gamers for Life things. So be sure to tune in, check that out. And uh, here at the Gamers for Life podcast, we read the news while you can listen while you choose by clicking on the links of the time code within the description of the episode. Uh, or you can just hang out with us here at the Games for Life podcast. But before the news, I wanted to follow up with Arthur on his uh, interest of Overwatch 2. As he mentioned to me prior to recording that, I think he's done so with it. What do you think? Yeah, short version is I haven't played it since we last talked. <laughs> 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 it's my thing is, is like, you know, when you when. um you church and i were all talking about overwatch 2 and like why i valued a sequel the short version is every major change that made it that made that makes overwatch 2 not overwatch 1 i hate all those core changes i hate and there's so many there, there's a lot of and it's like the more i play, the more i played it the more i noticed i didn't like like i think i mentioned before for example like the sound of mercy healing is different and it's annoying it's like a it's like an error on the tv it's like a feedback but the core changes like now that i've had like a little more time into it i've just been solidified went from my first impressions was old man grumpy bad mood didn't like it which i'll admit but now that like i've tried a few more times nope my opinions haven't changed <laughs> the core like so those core changes first of all the, the removing pve that PVE mode, which was the most thing I was looking forward to, like the biggest thing about Overwatch 2 I was looking forward to was that PVE mode where they're going to tweak or you can tweak the moves or tweak the ultimates. Um, that's not there. Day one, like Halo Cooperative, and we all saw how that turned out. Um, 
And so the core changes of it's no longer 6v6, it's 5v5. And the reason it's 5v5 is there's only one tank now, which as like someone who main support players, I don't like at all. The, uh, wall tanks are no longer a thing. I don't like that. It's it's so much. Um, honestly, the only time I really liked enjoying the game was they did something that everyone has asked, been asking for since day one of Overwatch 1. They removed Bastion for a little bit. <laughs> And then, <laughs> that was the only thing that, like, every I think Overwatch person was really happy about. I was like, oh, thank God, I can finally play a couple of matches where there's no stupid bash and just melting the entire team existing, let alone his <laughs> ult. <laughs> nice, nice. But well, I mean, it, not nice because that's because that sucks, right? Because you were you we were high key looking forward to that. We had a couple <sighs> episodes where we're like, oh man, that looks pretty good. That looks exciting, and and it seems like it's the same. Same bullshit. No wonder gamers have like this PTSD of just being disappointed. So like everything when something comes out, we're always very skeptical, you know, like, I don't know if it's gonna be good or not, you know. So and yeah, for me it's like for me, the two most because you know me, I, I play I do a lot of PV versus PV. I do a lot of PvE versus PvP. Mainly like I steer more towards RPGs than online shooters. But the online shooters I played, I loved. Like I love, like those are my go-to. I got nothing to play. I'm gonna play an hour or a few matches of these games, and those were Battlefield One and Overwatch. Like I can just hop into a few matches with Battlefield One, jump on the Hindenburg, you know, jump on a Zeppelin, parachute down, <laughs> blow up a tank, ride a horse, revive people, smoke out, do all this stuff. And then Overwatch One, since I was mailing a healer, it was really chaotic but fun. And Overwatch Two was just. It was just really hard to have fun. Like again, like we were, I was dying way more as a healer. They changed, like I said, stats. It was really fun as a healer to press select and bring up the scoreboard of like, oh, I have the best, you know, I'm gold healing. And it's like, I mean, now it's like there is there, but it's not emphasized. And it's like, hey, no, you're a healer. We know what you want to know. How how many headshots you've had? Uh okay <laughs> and again again the core changes again those core changes that's really separate overwatch from the one at overwatch 2 i don't like it my main characters feel different mercy heals for less which is stupid because she's less protected because there's there's you know less tanks now wall tanks are no longer a thing so bullets are just constantly flying forward so when you're a healer just sitting there it's it's just there's not there's people don't keep you alive people can't keep you alive and if you if you're if you play a healer unless you play a healer in overwatch 2 that has a, an escape move or like a, like a dash or something or a self-heal like for example mercy mercy doesn't really have either of those things she has like a slow t- flight to a person but it doesn't really count as an escape so again my the main character i put hundreds of hours into i i i enjoyed the least i've ever enjoyed her so yeah. like like halo Overwatch 2 has long since been uninstalled. <laughs> yeah. It's weird too that if it's like like I wonder how much like they that they paid attention to the like the the analytics on like how many people are healers and what people like about them, you know what I mean? Because that seems to be a pretty I mean the, for those things that you mentioned of how those things triggered you to like you know what this isn't even fun. Like, I wonder how this has affected how many players, you know, have stopped playing since then because of those changes. Like, you would think that they would pay a lot close attention to that and add some patches because obviously they want people to be playing the game, especially because it's a free-to-play game and they're doing this free-to-play model. 
So you would think that for free to play, one of the things is that for whatever you're doing to the game, you want to be very careful of taking things away, especially if it's a new addition and you're making it a free to play. You know what I mean? So it just, it seems like it's just more lessons to be learned, unfortunately, you know? So, yeah, I haven't installed it. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I represent the player base, but I'm saying is like no one I really know is consistently playing it. I think I have yeah. one or two friends that might pop in. <laughs> um, I think church, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't chatted with church for a while, but I know church was really no life in that game when it first came out. I don't know if that's still the case, but if he is, he's only one of two people I know that's consistent playing it um, or on every time, you know, because you know, I turn my Xbox, look at my friends list. No one's playing Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Well, shout out to church, by the way, we got to get him on the show again soon to miss that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, speaking of PlayStation owners, uh, I'm sure he's looking forward to this next title which is God of War Ragnarok. It'll be out November 9th, and this episode will drop today, uh, so it'll be out next week. Uh, and so far, it is getting some hot, hot, high reviews. Uh, it is, I've, I've seen some crazy articles where it's one of the best uh, PlayStation games ever made. It's, it's getting a pretty strong Metacritic rating. Um, I want to say it's hitting around the the nine point four, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look it up. Um, but uh, it's getting some pretty solid reviews. And I remember talking to you about, you know, there's got to be a game that really draws me to to, to even consider getting a PlayStation Five. Because time and time again, I said, you know, to me, it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, it's keeping a ninety four on Metacritic, has a must play badge out of one hundred twenty four critic reviews. Um, but, uh, you know, and it seems like God of War, uh, could t- it will definitely be one that people will buy a console for. When it comes to myself, I don't know if necessar- this will necessarily be the kick in the pants for me to do so. But I'm glad in general that PlayStation has a game to do that. Because I feel like since the release of the console, which I believe was 2020, they haven't had a game that had me do that. Like not Elden Ring, not like anything that's been out to really say, you know what, let me spend an extra $600 or whatever the case is to get the console. Like nothing's done that for me, five, $600. So, um, Knights, but, of, Knights of the Old Republic was almost mine. Right. <laughs> right. And then, yeah, then, yeah, then that stuff happened. Um, so, but I'm excited. It looks good. It looks good. Uh, the graphics look crazy. Um, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna play the waiting game and just wait for it to be on PC just because that's my life right now. And, uh, <laughs> and especially because Sony's like, oh yeah, we're like over 50% of the library is going to be PC by 2023 or 2024 or whatever they said. Um, uh, but obviously there's a huge focus on PC. So I'm like, well, if there's a huge focus on PC, I'm not going to buy PS5. Sorry. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they kind of tell you, hey, it's like, hey, come up by PS5. Also, hey, good news. Everything, you know, like, was it 30 or 50% of our catalogs in the PC? Yeah. Oh, so I'm not going to spend an extra $500. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, I guess I'll put this money back in my wallet. Yeah. So, but nevertheless, I'm happy that God of War Ragnarok is a good game. Cause I remember I was talking to you before, Arthur, some of those, uh, some of those behind the scenes that were kind of funny where it was like, 
they would ask the developer, the head director questions. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we, we, we just want to be done. We just want to be done. I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> like, do you guys care about this shit? You know, but uh, it looks like it's, they're doing a pretty solid job. So, uh, so good stuff all around there when it comes to that. Any, any, any thoughts on your end before I transition? Uh, I can't wait for the, for the, all the good, all the good Etsy controllers to be dropped and sued. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because yeah. I still say, I still say, you know, I'm not saying I don't like the wolf. It just, like I said, as a guy who has shopped on Etsy before for decals and stuff for my systems and Sony who has a decent up until recent track record for releasing good console editions um, or accessories and stuff. Um, I don't like, uh, I still think the wolf one was a letdown. Yeah, I think they could they could have did a lot of other things. Like they could have had a Thor edition since Thor is a huge, you know, like yeah, they could have had they could have did a lot. They could have did a lot when it comes to the that controller. Because to me, when I think of those wolves, I think of Life is Strange. Because Life is Strange too has wolves as like analogies because that's a story that's told to the other brother. So like that makes perfect sense. So I think this is more of a Life is Strange 2 controller than an actual God of War controller. So uh which is kind of weird. But um yeah. So and then uh, as far as just when it comes to uh games breaking records if you will transitioning. Of course we're not going to talk a whole lot about this, but it's 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 meant to have a conversation in some way shape or form. Uh Call of Duty Modern Warfare is still breaking records in the franchise. Uh, eight hundred million dollars. Uh, since its release, which I believe was last week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or the week before, but uh, huge sales, which I find interesting because you know I wasn't hearing a whole lot of talk around this game in general. Like I remember seeing ads, little ads for it, but when it comes to like people in like the blogs or just online on Instagram and the comments and try to try to get a sense of what the streets are feeling and I wasn't really hearing a whole lot. So I think a lot of these sales to be honest with you, I feel like a lot of it is gen Y gen Z kids or whatever, but nevertheless, they they're making the money from it. They're doing the franchise thing. And I know call of duty in general, I want to say it's, it's uh it's like the highest one of the highest profitable mediums that was made in America, uh, which is interesting. But I think it's a side note because you know how I am about first person shooters, Arthur, you know, I'm a big fan of first person shooters, but, you know, we, t- we talked about bag battlefield before bad company two was the one that did it for me. And I got this highly invested into first person shooters and the battlefield series before they fucked up. Um, <laughs> and now that 2042, uh, they, they, they screwed that up and they're trying to make amends, but people aren't, you know, they lost people's trust at that point. Uh, and we're just waiting for a good first person shooter. I feel like a lot of people have neglectfully, maybe not neglect is the word, but they've kind of just, moseyed over to call of duty i know there's a there's a populace that did that because they're like there's nothing else for me to play first person shooter unless i go back to my catalog battlefield was a failure overwatch is a letdown right hey call of duty again call of duty for additional reasons of you know beyond its control of everything else being a letdown it just came out this sweet this sweet time it just came out this sweet time Halo yeah, failing, yeah. Halo failing. Everything, yeah, everything that would have been a potential competitor just 
shot shot itself in the face. <laughs> like like <laughs> like for like like people went back to Cyberpunk for God's sakes. Like that's how <laughs> that's how that's how much of a failure this year's been for first person shooters. People went back to Cyberpunk when the game is like probably eighty percent or eighty five percent fixed, you know, um from it not working, you know. One of the worst uh gaming losses they in history. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Edrunners. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, and that's a really good series, by the way. It's a really good show. I'm sad they're not making more because I was like, this is really good, and it really. Yeah, they've affiliated. They did it down. So after all the people bombarding, it's like, no, we have no plans for a second season. Right. If I was Netflix, if I was Netflix, I would be begging them. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, how much money you want? I got a blank check. Tell me what number to write. You know what I'm saying? Like, could we made a movie with The Rock and Gal Gadot and I think Ryan, 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 Ryan Reynolds with a budget of $400 million and it, people said it was alright. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys made this amazing show. Please help our company stock go up. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, cause, I mean, it's to me, it's so powerful that edge runners was a huge factor or the factor if you will a lot of people going back to cyberpunk and it made like 20 million more sales you know like that's crazy you know what i mean so it's just and then and then it was good it wasn't just like a shitty a shitty you know a show like it actually yeah had a lot of depth and and it it, it mentioned things that i that i mentioned during our previous cyberpunk conversations where i said like I know the game, like it's not working right now, but playing it on PC, I'm like, there's a lot of really neat stuff as far as just like having crazy technology, but employment's like uh, unemployment and homelessness is up like 300% because everything's so expensive and they're still in a capitalistic society. Like I found that to be so interesting. And then I'd like how they included that into the show around the, you know, the mother and the son and all that stuff. So I was like, they're doing some good stuff here and the music's fire. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, edge, yeah, edge runners, yeah, edge runners definitely propelled it, and it definitely helped their whatever. Let's say patch 3.0, whatever. <laughs> um, keep it going because if people had gone back to the game and it was still garbage, it's like, I guess I'll watch edge runners again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with back back to Modern Warfare Two, um, again, same thing is like, I will say this: this is the first time in a long time I've been not super hating on Call of Duty, just been more like, you know what? slow clap i'll give you guys you know hey good yeah. job guys because i will say i will say because it really you know as much as i here's the thing as much as i hate on the modern call of duties of what it became it really was monoware for one monoware for two that solidified we got a game we got a series the the story was again the story without the story was good that was back when that was back when even though the, these campaigns were, were still relatively short they were still good and i'm again knowing we all know to a point where the story goes so i'm really curious about, i'm honestly now curious of how they can do for one Warfare three i'm not yeah. gonna buy it no because i don't think <laughs> i don't think call of duty remastered is valid for a 70 dollars price point <laughs> but that's that's just me i don't think you know a remaster of a four-hour campaign and, and a multiplayer game that we've seen redone every year for the past how many years now I don't yeah. think that validates a seventy dollars price point, but hey, if come black not now, but let's say come black Friday next year, Call of Duty ends up on sale for like let's say maybe twenty bucks. I don't, I can't spend my, I can't see myself spending more than twenty dollars on it, knowing I'm, gonna, knowing I'm only going to play it for that four to five hour campaign. 
and that's it. But either way, again, I still have to admit, you know, the nostalgia is there. And I definitely remember when every, this was on Call of Duty skyrocketed to the, you know, the behemoth that it was because of the Modern Warfare, the water, that Modern Warfare series when it first dropped. Yeah. And can you believe that the Call of Duty Modern Warfare series is 15 years old right now? 15 years old today or, 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 or earlier this week, 15 years old. Yeah. I, I remember I remember when it dropped. Do you know what I miss? I don't know. I don't know if they're able to redo it now because I feel like celebrity fantasizing has decreased a little bit. That's a whole other topic. Mm. But I will say, you know what? For what it was during that, that golden area of the call of, the call of duty Modern Warfare one, two, and three and Black Ops one and two, those commercials were great. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Those, those like, commercials I was like, I was like, fuck, I want to buy this game. <laughs> like, hey, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Tropic Thunder. Boom. He always plays like a caricature of himself. The guy from Tropic Thunder. It's, it's like, I know, I know, I know, the, I know the sound it makes when it lies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the pyrotechnics guy from Tropic Thunder. He was at, you know, World's End. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, was he on Vice Principals, that guy? Yes. Yes. Vice yeah. Principals. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. When he was on, yeah. When he was on that Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, that Danny McBride, that Danny McBride Call of Duty commercial. That was, I still love that. <laughs> and, you know, and Jonah Hill, you know, you yeah. know, like I said, Jonah Hill, Danny McBride, um, you know, all these, all these celebrities coming out, just shooting each other. I'm like, you know what? So, again, say, so, yeah. Again, where are the, I'm not. If you look back, I'm not too sure how many of those cancels, how many how many celebrities in those commercials have now been me too'd. But <laughs> those commercials were good. Yeah, a lot of them are crazy. <laughs> That's very true. Good point there as well. Uh, so moving on towards say major, you know, major games. Uh, looking forward to and then uh, converting that into first party titles. Uh, Phil Spencer said some some good old truth here <laughs> uh, earlier this week uh so according to ign.com article here uh it says phil spencer admits that it's been too long since xbox had a major first party exclusive and i found that hilarious well we found that hilarious because halo infinite came out not too long ago um <laughs> and it seems like that's already been forgotten uh but to read here briefly, it says here in quote, speaking to the same brain on YouTube, Spencer said that he understands why players are frustrated at the lack of major Xbox only games. Last year, Halo Infinite arguably being the most recent uh, said, but noted that 2023 is set to be a big year for the company said here in quote, one thing we definitely heard loud and clear is that it's been too long since we've shipped. What people would say is a big first party game, Spencer said. We could have our excuses on COVID and other things, but in the end, I know people invest in our platform and they want to have great games. He continued, we're excited about 2023. We've talked about games that are coming and those games are tracking well. Getting our first real Xbox first party games out of Bethesda, having them ship Redfall and Starfield will be a lot of fun, end quote. I like how he said that because he is... His eye is on Todd Howard. Don't you fuck this up, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> so then uh, lastly, I says, will piss on that jacket. <laughs> right, exactly. I will shit in your pockets, my friend. Um, <laughs> uh, it says here the, the current lack of first party games, however, was noted particularly after the delay of the aforementioned Starfield, the massive space RPG from the studio behind Skyrim. And Fallout, which was pushed back alongside Arkane's open world shooter Redfall, says, Well, Xbox does not have some console exclusives this holiday period. So, just the foul mouth talking weapon shooter high on life. 
and perhaps missing a blockbuster title to compete with the likes of uh, PlayStation's God of War, Ragnarok, and uh, Nintendo's Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, end quotes. Um, yeah, so give me your thoughts here, Arthur. I mean, I mean, he was right, you know, and then as Phil Spencer always mentions, you know, he always he always has his ear to the ground, you know what I mean? He knows what gamers want, and he's, he's mentioned those things that we've expressed as far as, hey, we're the big major first-party games. You know what's funny? He mentions uh, Starfield. He mentions Redfall. I'm personally thinking about Gears of War uh, 6. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, where is that fucking game? You know what I mean, but I, Epic's it, not. You're thinking about it. Epic's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're 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 trying to. I mean, why think more. about why think about gears? Why think about Gears of War six? Even though Gears of War five was a surprisingly good game with a great ending, right. made us here for more. Um, I know, like like yourself, like or like both of us jumped back in for that um that DLC, which no one asked for, but we were happy we got it. That free that free story DLC. Yeah, that got everyone back into the game, and therefore even more hyped for Gears of War Six. I mean, why make Gears of War Six drill when Goku can do like when Goku can do the gritty? Like why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's like God damn it, you know, because I know it's been tossed to some other developers. So I don't even know if Ep- I don't even think Epic Games is even developing it in general. I think they're just I think they're just merely I don't know co-publishing it or something. Pull, but pull 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 the Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda gave it to Bethesda gave the Fallout Reigns to Obsidian. Yeah. And Obsidian gave us Fallout New Vegas. Hey, I know it lost its steam with all of its endgame content. People can fly. I still say I still say people can fly did a great job with Outriders. I agree. I, I think I think as a story that game had a surprisingly good surprising good plot driven story that no I didn't see coming. Neither did Caleb and I. We Caleb and I were Caleb Victor and I, Caleb Victor and I were playing it, and we're just like, "Is that a plot twist? We didn't yeah. we didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> we're happy we're going. We're happy we're here. But this yeah. like we're like, why is this? Why is this? Why is my bloody game this good? <laughs> and, then, and then you know, I like I said, I know Outriders kind of lost his stride for its end game content or kind of like sticking to landing. But that ride was a fun ride. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, definitely. And it's so weird to me how, because I, I mean, we've talked about this before, and how I said I think twenty twenty three is going to be one of the one of the biggest uh, year for video games in a very long time. Um, maybe not two thousand and seven good, but it's going to be goddamn good. And I just find it weird that twenty twenty two has been like a wash. You know what I mean? Like out of out of all the major video game corporations. You know, and then trying to meet sales and stuff with their first party games or, or whatever they have, like the fact that 2022 has been pretty much a wash for the most part when it comes to video games. Like, man, I hope that to me, I just hope there, that doesn't affect 2023 for those games releasing. There's two games. There's two games that make this year an asterisk of good games because of the behemoths they were. One, one of them it was about to be that being Elden Ring and soon to be Ragnarok. But now that Starfield is what summer 23 now. I mean, yeah. Like which, now that star, which in hindsight, isn't that far off, you know what I mean? But, but still like, compared to what to compared to when it was supposed to drop. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I know. But I'm just, I'm just saying as far as like the time, like the time is going to go by 
pretty far. Like to me, that's yeah. close because I thought they, I thought they were going to release that shit fall of of 2023. But you are right, you know. And the game has been pushed back. Obviously, there's some, you know. I mean, like they said, the game's 20 years in the making, but luckily they're building it from like the ground up, ground up. But I, I, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, but again, upside downside. I, I do like Phil Spencer, kind of you know addressing the things that got addressed, dude. <laughs> There's a lot of people that might that you know. There's a lot of people probably about to be buy a PS5 for the first time for God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. There's not a lot of games right now drawing people to make it buy buy an Xbox for the first time. I would love to see, and I don't know. That's a great point, Arthur. Um, I would love to see numbers around that as far as how many PS4s were purchased because of Ragnarok. You know what I mean? And I would love to see. I've, I want to see Microsoft looking at those numbers, keeping an eye on them when it comes out in the ninth. Uh, PS Five, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, for a second, I was about to lose it and be like, "Wait, is this game also coming out for the PS 4 <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think it is. I think oh it my is. God. Yeah, I think. I think. Okay, it, don't buy PS Five, guys. <laughs> <laughs> which is a mis- Which is a mistake because I hear it chugs on PS Four. It's like the PS Four is like a. a like a sick dog that someone's trying to ride on top of. Like I hear it's it's very like it's it doesn't perform very well, and, and and that's another mistake too. Like Sony, like all these companies, stop making games for these older consoles. I'm sorry. Like I'm I'm sorry. It's it's I know it's contributed yeah, it a lot. Okay, never mind. It does come out for the PS4. So yeah, yeah. save your five hundred, save your five hundred bucks and buy a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's like the I feel like a lot of these. A lot of these issues with R and D, it's because we're working on all these platforms that we shouldn't be working on. Like, stop! Like, I need them to stop working on Xbox One, PS4 titles already. You know, what it's I like mean? that Michael Jordan interview or that Michael Jordan commercial. Stop it! You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair, you know, as much as we're joking on the PS4 thing, this goes both ways. We still say the same thing with the Series X. I joked, I joked that when Microsoft tweeted on Halloween that the Xbox Series X was dressed as a ghost. I'm like, is this is this their way of announcing the console's dead? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I was like, that is so freaking funny. Yeah, because I just felt like even though I appreciate their ability to give support to that console, I was like, it still to me it makes zero sense to fucking buy this console when when you know eventually it's going to be dead on arrival because the technology just isn't there you know what i mean at the end of the day uh, when it comes to months years in when they're making the technology one thing i found interesting too i saw this on instagram they're saying how microsoft said they lose two hundred dollars every console purchase so i remember we were talking about in general as far as how the cost of the console they usually eat that cost you know and we knew that to an extent but i don't think we knew exactly how much they ate so for these xbox you know one series x or series s consoles i think it's more so the series x they they eat about 200 bucks which is crazy you know what i mean uh draw i gotta say i'm proud of you you remembered the names this time. I did. I did. <laughs> and I almost forgot again. <laughs> again, that's I will not I will not dis I will not truly laugh at you for that. I do it all the time too. <sighs> that that was that was hilarious how I think that's like, yes, you shot off like seven names and I'm and like they're, and they're all they're all, all wrong. wrong. They're all wrong. <laughs> You're like Jarrell, that's not that's not even the same generation. <laughs> you got you got close when you said the series XS. 
Yeah, I was your closest. <laughs> you're like, it's the slim of the Series X. You're, I was like, you're, you just, you're, that was your closest one. Yeah, I fuck. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I, I hit the. I hit. I uh, I fucked up pretty hard. Uh, uh, I was just I was just say real quick to this full Spencer interview though. That like, again, you know, hey, you know, as much as we joke on, you know, Xbox. I'm uh, sorry, Sony. Um, you know, like, yeah, there's no real big giant behemoth first party titles to make. You know, that makes really people want to jump out of their seat and buy a Xbox right now. Mm. Um, me, this is even devil's advocate. This is me just leaning towards Xbox's marketing team defense. I'm like, well, they don't have to buy an Xbox. Get game pass and play X Cloud, but <laughs> uh, but but again, they're not wrong. Um, I still miss Church and I have talked about this. Like, I still miss you know that one platinum game, that one Dragon Scale Bound, um, High on Life. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, Starfield. Again, I am excited for Starfield until I get more information for Avowed, and then I won't care about Starfield anymore. <laughs> that's hilarious i mean and, and i think you're I, I i completely understand your reasoning on that uh, i am i am very excited about starfield that is the most anticipated game for me coming out next year um uh, i'm very excited for that so actually we'll i will see. say this i may be excited for starfield because um uh, so when i moved i couldn't bring my tvs with me so i'm gonna buy a, a tv this holiday season ak around my birthday you know the 29th so it's like oh man i want to buy something for myself oh look the whole world's on sale uh <laughs> <laughs> right uh so i told my i was telling victor because victor got back into cyberpunk uh after edge runners and he was talking to me about it and he sent me clips i was like you know what i haven't seen any new clips like i haven't seen any what the game looks like now you know we saw a million and one clips of all the bugs they want but he showed me some clips i'm like oh that, you know that does look fun uh, but i told myself i'm like uh, this is really random, Charles. So I'm not sure if you noticed it on your PC. One thing I hate is real quick, quick side note. I hate. I can always tell when I I I think something's a bad port. Like let me phrase that: not a perfect port from PC to console. When they don't upgrade the font, uh, I hate that. It's like because because you're not, when you're when you're playing on a monitor, you're like how far away from the monitor. But if you're playing on a console, how far are you away from your TV? You're like what? I can't read this. <laughs> And so, yeah. so when Victor sent me the when Victor sent me the clip of his, uh, he sent me a clip of him, you know, fighting stealthily and compared to fighting like going loud. And I'm like, dude, I I am excited to play Cyberpunk. I cannot play this game until I upgrade TVs. No way. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts, definitely, definitely. Uh, so moving along here, uh, speaking of uh, prolific folks such as Phil Spencer, uh, rolling over to Hideo Kojima. And uh, it seems like he's been pressed a bit when it comes to just some of the rumors and things. And uh, he just said some flat out stuff. He said, uh, I, he said, in quote, every day I'm approached by ridiculous offers to buy our studio. And he said that he'll remain independent as long as he lives. Which I find interesting. So continuing that conversation, we're in IGN.com. says here in episode 10 of his Spotify podcast, Brain Structure, Kojima said we are indies. We have no affiliations whatsoever, and we are not backed by anyone, and we are on good terms with everybody in the industry. He continues, every day I'm approached by offers from all over the world to buy our studio for some of these offers are ridiculous high prices, and it's not that I want money. Uh, I want to make what I want to make. That's why I created this studio. So as long as I'm alive, I don't think I'll ever accept these offers, end quote. Which, to me, is another standing ovation because he gets it. Um 
And then uh, just to read a little bit more here, it says video game studios uh, consolidation and acquisitions have been becoming increasingly popular over the past two years. Microsoft's $68 billion acquisition of Activision's Blizzard is currently being put through scrutiny by regulators in regions such as the UK and US. Sony has also bought out of major studios like Bungie too. Kojima has also touched rumors on Death Stranding's follow-up was a pitch to Google as an exclusive before Stadia shut down. The rumors were quickly refuted. Right now, Kojima Productions is working on a project with Xbox that will leverage Microsoft's cloud infrastructure even though Kojima denies the Stadia rumors. Norman Reedus suggested earlier this year that the sequel to Death Stranding is in fact coming overdose uh which is reported to be kojima's next game was uh recently leaked and there f- there's footage of actress margaret squally's character and dark corridor is holding a flashlight it's unclear whether this project is for the xbox one or the rumored death stranding sequel squally played a character in the first death stranding game uh end quote so uh i think it's definitely cool that you know Kojima really is like he really sticks to his guns on what he believes, especially when it comes to like the power of creativity and and, and being able to create in general and not to have, you know, some corporate agenda, you know, because him saying, you know, like, hey, I've 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 gotten some pretty solid numbers, you know, of being of of, uh, you know, me uh, being you know acquired by a studio, but I don't want to do it because I want to create I want to do what I want to do, you know, and, and he is at the point of his career where he can do that because he's, you know, he's probably still getting royalty checks from Co- from a Konami. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, from uh, Metal Gear, the Metal Gear Solid shit. So, um, yeah, I think that's cool. I- I'm still, I still want to see what he's actually working on. Like, I want, I want, I want him to actually, I want to be alive where he is actually announcing what he's, what is coming out. <laughs> And it's not someone leaking it. <laughs> I just want to be alive for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because how many Remember years? Okay. Oh, no. I was going to say, how many years has it been <laughs> where it's like, no, these are rumors, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was say, remember, his passion project with Xbox is coming. Yeah, yeah. Even stated in the article, you know, he is working on that. Um, so very curious to see if we're going to see anything maybe by next E3. Cause like I was saying, Arthur, as far as when that Activision Blizzard acquisition officially closes, closes, cause I know the UK wants to have them go through all this additional, you know, scrutiny. Um, but once that is signed, sealed, delivered and done and no one can bitch about it anymore, very curious to see what this next E3 is going to be. Cause as we discussed earlier, E3 is going to be open doors. People are going to be able to, to buy tickets, go on E3. It will be happening digitally and physically. Um, you know, so that will be a very exciting, uh, time, especially for Microsoft. I mean, I'm sorry. I thought we just stopped caring about British tax system since 1776, but that's just me. Whatever. <laughs> well, hey, man, they, they still get they still get a good good uh good uh good some good money from them, but. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. guys, I like it when you're work. I like it when you're going after EA and Blizzard's loot boxes. Right, but... right. Those things are very. But I'm like, I'm like, yeah. really, Disney. Disney buys up every entertainment entertainment company in the world. Disney tries to trademark an entire Hispanic holiday. 
Right. Oh, oh, but, oh, but Xbox bought bought a company. Whoa, yeah. now. Right now we have an issue. <laughs> exactly. Great points. <laughs> great point. Great points made. I'll have to agree with you on that. Definitely. Definitely. And, and real quick, I don't know why, but the second you said the phrase or from his quote, he's gonna remain independent till the day he dies. Um. So do you think Disney's gonna buy his Twitter and after he dies, he'll tweet Wakanda forever? <laughs> I, 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 you, you lost me. I don't know what that means. Oh, you don't, you don't, you didn't, you didn't hear about this? No. When the first, when the, when the first, when the, not the teaser, but when the first proper trailer dropped for the new Wakanda movie, uh. Disney used the, the official Twitter account for Chadwick Boseman to tweet Wakanda forever. Are you serious? Yep. And Stan, oh, and Stan, my. and, and Stan Lee's. See, this is why I don't fuck with Disney, bro. <laughs> this is why I don't fuck with Disney. I'm so, uh, that makes you so mad. But you heard about that. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. No. See this. See this is why sometimes these are things I almost I almost send you on social media about Mike. Yeah. Ah, uh, because you know, because you know, you know, because you've seen something. You've heard. I'm sure you've heard of some things I sent Preston. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he, he. I mean, he not, gets more not, not not everything. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. Real, real quick, me, Victor, and Caleb, we're the ones that just send each other raw, unfiltered. Here's the internet for today. <laughs> and then the then the second filter is probably Preston, and then the third filter for yourself. But. uh <laughs> But but yeah, uh yeah, so just real quick, if you're not aware, this is absolutely true. You can look it up right now. After the not the teaser, after the first like um the true trailer dropped for Wakanda Forever, um uh Disney tweeted using Stan Lee's and Chadwick Boseman's official Twitter account, Wakanda Forever. Mm. <laughs> that is fucking disgraceful. Yep, and like, which is why I still say when um, oh his name I I forget his name every time I want to talk about him the Star Wars guy, George Lucas. No, 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 no the 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 cool black guy from Attack the uh, Block. Jonathan Boy- uh, Boyega, Boyega, Boyega. Yeah, yeah, man. So when people say, "Oh man, John Boyega burnt bridges with Disney," uh, no, that guy was venting publicly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's but, going through it. So yeah, so back to this when you said again when 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 Kojima said I'm gonna remain independent to the day I die and I'm like, careful, right. Disney might buy your Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good God on Almighty, yeah, that's that's disgusting, bro. I, yeah. My bad, I I didn't I didn't know you didn't hear about that. Yeah, a lot no. of you know, uh, shocker, a lot of people got mad. A lot of people got mad. Rightfully so, bro. Rightfully fucking so. Yeah, because so, I because I, I heard the. Uh, I heard the what before I think before he died, I heard the Wakanda script was like the the second one or the second Black Panther script was like shitty, and then Bozeman died and likely Ryan Coogler wanted to do it because if he didn't want to do it, I think this net this this new one would have been trash. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. So on a side note, am I going to see Wakanda forever? Yeah, in theaters, no. On Disney Plus, also no. Where I'm going to see it? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, one of the last things here on the docket, I wanted to talk about uh, Henry Cavill uh, being replaced and on uh, from the Witcher series uh, on Netflix. Uh, that was some news that came about. 
this week, and apparently it is for some DC plans uh, that I believe, uh, uh, what's what's my man's name from Guardians who directed it? Or he wrote James it? James Gunn? Yeah, I thought I thought he was leaving for, I thought to work with some DC projects for, for James Gunn. I thought that was the oh. supposed... I don't know, Stuff, but, 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 go, but go on. But yeah, but anyway, um, a lot of people were really heated about this. There's been over 50,000 signatures of a petition for him to come back, and Liam Hemsworth is supposed to replace him as Geralt, and I don't think a lot of people are going to like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, part of me, because he... because. Henry Cavill is one of the greatest like actors to portray a video game character because he's fully invested. He he's into games too, and he really uh, appreciates these characters. You would think that Netflix would just hold the series until he's done with whatever he's done with. You know what I mean? Like, I would just wait. You know, it's it's almost like, what is it like? It's like uh, I don't know. It's like any any big fucking any big fucking care any big any big actor or whatever, you know. It's like if they can't do the sequel to something, okay, well we'll just we just won't do that movie. Call me when you're ready, and we could do this. You know what I mean? But I guess they just want to try to still get some viewers uh, once Liam is on. But I just think that's a really bad decision. So I don't know. I don't. What, what are your thoughts on that? So it's like. It was both good news and bad news because I'm like, Henry Cavill's coming back as Superman. Yes. Netflix is continuing The Witcher. Yes. Henry Cavill's not returning as The Witcher. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Molly Cyrus's ex-boyfriend being The Witcher now. You know? Yeah. It's like... Uh, <laughs> here's my, my thing is like... I was, I was, I think I forget I was joking with, I think I was joking with Preston or somebody. I have a conspiracy theory. I don't think that the time that I don't think Henry Cavill's the timing, the timing of the, I don't think the timing of the filming of Superman is overlapping with, with, with The Witcher. I think Henry Cavill will not be available for The Witcher because I think he's gonna do true, he's gonna, he's gonna be the true to life Superman, be the true leader of the Justice League, and catch Ezra Miller. <laughs> that's what i think is gonna happen i think that's funny I you think, might be you I, might be right i think he's gonna be right the guy that. i think he's gonna be the guy that finally brings ezra miller to justice <laughs> he might be right <laughs> and the funny thing is if henry cavill does flip of a coin i don't know if he'll do it wearing wearing a superman shirt or being full costume as gerald both are viable options. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, anything is possible at this point, I guess. It's, so, and the other thing is, too, you know, connecting big picture here. Do you think this would be the first, like, big movie for Warner Brothers and ever since they just started canceling everything left and right? I think so. You know, because, yeah, because I want to see him fight, you know, Black Adam. Like, I want to see that, you know, so... I'll be, I, I think, I, I think I'll say yes. You know, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that personally. Uh, and I don't look forward to many things for DC besides Batman, <laughs> you know, so not much um, to look forward to these days. Uh, I mean, with DC, it's like, cause they, you know, they were canceling everything left and right. You know, 
Batgirl was a done movie, so I don't know what they they yeah. counted it for a tax break. Okay. Yeah, they lost they lost a lot of money, and then one of the a uh, few of those directors or head people of DC left the company. So yeah, they're in shambles. Needless to say. And the funny thing is, they canceled the Scooby Doo project. <laughs> and my thing is like, that's like we're <clears throat> saying that's like the most that's like the most ironic thing that a Scooby Doo project got canceled for tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That is ironic, isn't it? Because that tends to be half of the villains. <laughs> what they it, get involved. It was it was Mr. Rothschild disguising himself as an as a racist ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it wasn't geez. for you. It wasn't for you and you and you meddling millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! All right, so but, <laughs> I'll just say, oh, yeah. I'll just say, oh, one more thing, not to keep you here too mad and too upset. No, speaking no, no. Can- speaking cancellations. Uh, hey, do you like the show Westworld? Oh yeah, I heard it's can- I heard they're 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 <laughs> closing the closing the doors on it. I think I think it's been I think people have been asleep on it for a bit. Like I've been quiet on it. Like it's just it doesn't intrigue anybody anymore. And I hear after one season two came out, they're like Aaron's like nah. Yeah. The so. funny, the funny thing is, I was actually gonna start watching it, and now it just happens every time. Remember, Drill? Like literally the week, the week I was texting you and asking you about country, Cthulhu guy. Remember the guy that wrote the Cthulhu stuff? Something I country. So. I think. Remember, so. well, that cool oh. black guy that that was that was in the, that he was the new uh, Candyman. Uh Damn. It was the name of the writer, not Steinbeck, because you know Steinbeck wrote, you know, Grapes of Wrath. But you yeah, know what I mean? John Steinbeck, yeah, I'm sure. But you know, but, uh, but the the other guy you're but, referring to, I'm not but, sure. But but but, yeah. but but the but that show, remember like the week I was telling you, I'm gonna start watching the show. Yeah. Lovecraft. Oh, Lovecraft Country. There oh, Lovecraft Country. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the week I told you I'm gonna start watching Lovecraft Country. It's like you the SpongeBob meme. Two days later, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm it called Steinbeck Country. I want to pet Cthulhu, George. What's happening? I'm mixing up Lovecraft and Steinbeck. <laughs> no, I, 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 I would still say I would still recommend you to watch the first, to watch Lovecraft Country. Watch the only season that'll be available, <laughs> and, and then also I, I still recommend watching the first season of Westworld because that season okay. is great because the ending is insane. Um, um, hopefully that's spoiled for you already, but the first season is actually still worth watching. You can omit everything else because obviously everything else is trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, by the way, I just need you to know there will be absolutely text in the near future where we're just talking without context. Do I get to pet the Cthulhu joke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was hey, goofy as, hey, goofy as I am, I've read some literature. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, Fun fact: I've been through Steinbeck Country. Uh, I used to uh, in my commutes to college in Santa Cruz. That's where he lived and wrote the books. But yeah, I don't know why. I just think of the cancellations. Was like, oh yeah, Westworld's canceled too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so it sounds like we're both in agreement. Um, you and I will uh kind of be treating <laughs> treating the next season of The Witcher like we will be treating the next season of Halo. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my eyes would be glued on something else. <laughs> something that's not that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that season, uh, I'll, I'll probably uh, not watch that. Thanks. So lame. Uh, anything else before we close out of here? Uh, obviously, we're in... Uh, we're in November here, so usually this is the time where everything comes out, but obviously nothing's coming out. Uh, are you what? What are you? What are you playing in your library right now? Uh, a game that just dropped on Game Pass, uh, Gunfire Reborn. Uh, the console okay. just the, it just dropped for consoles, and it's, it came straight to Game Pass. Uh, it's essentially a roguelike Left 4 Dead, but with at, cute animals. <laughs> oh wow! Um, so it's like there's. It, I would say it's not really class based, but more just character based. Like you get there's different characters with different abilities. There's your starting character, and you have to level up to unlock more or buy buy more. Now we're throwing money, but you know, with the currency, it's like reach this level to unlock this person or save up the currency to buy this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I mean by roguelike is you don't know what weapons are gonna drop, you don't know what power-ups are gonna drop, you don't know what 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 um which way in the route you're gonna go the boss is still the same and the thing goes with me i know a lot of people like the gaming version of masochists or like they don't a lot of people don't like roguelikes that give you permanent buff that give you per- permanent buff ups or level ups i do like that because i feel like i'm not just running at a wall every time and seeing how farther into the wall i can hit myself because that's how i treat roguelikes that there's no permanent progress or permanent progression it's just like okay how many walls can i beat my face into this time so with this game again there is like there is like permanent xp it's like little buffs though it's like oh your health increases five percent your armor increases ten percent but still you know it adds up mm. and, and so i think so caleb and i tried that out today on xcloud too because <laughs> even even both caleb and i were like dude i'm telling you man we're like oh this game's 13 gigs oh it's an xcloud i'm gonna download it <laughs> right exactly it's <laughs> just like dude even with like i'm sorry any game that's above any game that's like above seven gigabytes which is like you know one half of a map of deal of a call of duty map is <laughs> above seven gigs i feel I that just, bro i just i just i just click x cloud <laughs> i don't blame you bro i don't blame you on that because yeah it, it becomes a lot especially with updates and shit so yeah i don't blame y'all for that so thank god for x cloud huh <laughs> Yeah, I'll say fun fact. Oh, I meant to mention this earlier. I'll say fun fact. I feel like with how many people like me are, are uninstalling like Overwatch 2, if you want to bring us back, put an xCloud. I'm not redownloading it. I might load it on xCloud, but I'm not redownloading it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you want your players back, get that bitch on xCloud. <laughs> so. All right, well, I'm going to close the doors here for Game of Life podcast uh, this time around. Again, it's each and every Friday, Saturday, discussing all things games. I'm one of yours, Jarrell. With me is my co-host, Arthur Thomas. That's me, and momentarily after you listen to this, I'm probably going to be streaming Gunfire Reborn on Twitch. <laughs> hey, check it out. Follow it. Uh, follow that Twitch at uh, twitch.tv forward slash gamers number four live pod. Do right now. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>